You remember it as if it were yesterday. You remember its cold, gray skin and its lifeless, bluish lips. You remember its still, helpless body lying on the dead grass. Not her helpless body. It's helpless body. You remember having the slightest amount of hope that somehow its eyes would magically open and it wasn't actually dead. You had only been nine years old when it happened and the memory was still fresh in your mind. You were only playing an innocent game of hide and seek with your other friends when it had occurred. You had a goal to find the best hiding spot and come out of this game victorious. Riley will begin counting and you'll happily run further and further from your tiny urban home until you reach the start of the woods that your parents constantly told you to stay away from. But being the curious child that you were, you began running into the spooky woods that all of your friends told you was haunted. You hear the brown autumn leaves crunch below your feet as you get deeper and deeper into the woods. As you stop to get your breath, you'll hear the wind howl. It howled as if it were telling you a secret or warning you. The howling wind will hit your face and make you shiver. You'll start to feel the cold snot falling closer and closer to your mouth. Then you'll wipe it away with your bright red jacket. That's when something odd caught your eye. You'll see the long brown hair hiding behind a large oak tree. Maybe it was a cat or a dog, you thought. You'll step a little closer to get a better look at it. The hair didn't move. Maybe the animal wasn't frightened of you. The wind will stop. Suddenly, it will be so quiet that the only thing you'll hear is your heavy breathing. You'll continue to slowly walk closer to whatever it was, making sure your steps were quiet. You didn't want to scare it. That's when you saw her. That's when you saw it. For a moment, you'll just freeze. Your eyes will widen. Your hands will shake. You were never the type of child that got frightened easily, but somehow this was just so awfully frightening that the only word you could force out of your tiny child mouth was, Hello? You had tried to convince yourself that it wasn't actually dead, but soon you'll realize that you had just seen a real-life corpse. Not like the one you had seen on the Goosebumps movie, or like the one you had read about in your Goosebumps chapter book. This one was real. Be brave, you'll try to convince yourself. You'll want to look away and never see its face again. But something inside you wanted to continue staring at it. So that's what you did for a solid five minutes. You fell deep into thought. How old was it? What was its name? How had it gotten there? How had it died? Your mom's your mom calling your name will snap you back into reality and give you a chance to really discover how terrified you were. Ellen, L, you better not be near those woods. And that's when the terror will hit you. You'll run at full speed, trying your best to get as far away from it as possible. You'll think that that is just about the fastest you've ever ran in your life. You'll run as if the body were going to come back to life and begin chasing you. You'll trip over a root, but quickly get back up onto your feet. You continue to run and run until your little house came back into sight. 
Once you reach where your mom had been standing and calling your name, you'll practically jump into her grasp and let her hold you tight. You'll feel safe now in your mom's arms. Nothing could get you now. Not the body, not the howling wind, nothing. You'll feel the itchy sweater fabric rub against your cheek, but you won't mind. She will simply ask you where you were and why you seem so scared with a worried expression. You'll respond with, I heard a loud noise and it scared me. That's all. She'll nod and continue to hug you. You don't really know why you didn't want to tell her. Maybe it was because you didn't want to scare her or because you were too scared yourself. That night and the following nights, you'll get very little sleep. Its face is practically glued in your brain by now. Some nights were so bad that you couldn't help but run into your parents' room and ask them if you could sleep in their room with them. You had an awful reoccurring nightmare that when you saw the body, its eyes opened. Except when they did, it was no longer the same person. It was your mom. When you wanted to touch her or ask her what she was doing lying on the ground, she would turn back into it. You felt frustrated and confused when this happened. You didn't like seeing your mom lying on the ground like that. That's when you'll wake up scared. You'll start to get frightened more often now. You'll jump every time the toast pops up out of the toaster or when the microwave beeps unexpectedly. Your big sister will laugh at you and call you a scaredy cat. You don't like it when she does this. You're now much more afraid of being alone. So afraid that you can barely even be alone while you're in the bathroom and you have to make sure the dog is there with you to guard you. You used to never be afraid of the dark, but now, at age nine, you always had a nightlight with you. You'll feel like a baby because of this. Now, you're scared of being alone or away from your mom. You'll cry every time you get dropped off into your third grade classroom, and everyone will call you a crybaby. You'll make sure to hold it in until you get home because you're scared of the girl's bathroom. What if something grabbed your feet from under the stall? Once, you held it too long and had an accident right there in front of everyone. You felt your cheeks turn into a bright red when this happened. Now, you went from being crybaby to being yellow pants Ellen. At this point, your only friends were your mom and your pit bull, Buddy. But you didn't mind. Mom and Buddy were good friends, and they didn't call you names. One night, right after your mom had tucked you in, you'll hear her arguing with your dad. She can't even be alone in the bathroom without that dog. We gotta do something about this. You didn't like hearing your dad say this. Maybe he thought you were a baby, too. You made sure to never go near the woods again. You'll hardly even go outside in your backyard anymore. Maybe there are more bodies. One morning, as you are eating the extra crispy bacon that your mom made you, you see the back of the newspaper that she is reading. 19-year-old Samantha Richards found dead in the middle of Maple Woods was written in bold letters on the paper. Look at her and recognize her heart-shaped face and long brown hair. Samantha, you'll repeat to yourself. Did you say something, hon? Your mom will say. No, mom, you'll respond. Samantha Richards, you'll repeat in your head. 19-year-old Samantha Richards. You'll now feel as if a weight has been lifted off your shoulders. Now, you know that it has it was found and hopefully buried.
You'll also feel better knowing its name and age. Maybe Samantha was smart. Maybe Samantha would have liked you. You'll take a deep breath and imagine it being found. You'll imagine it gone now. Thinking of this comforts you. You'll feel reassurance. You'll feel closure. That day at school, for the first time in months, you'll ask your teacher to go to the bathroom. You'll walk in all by yourself with no fear. You'll repeat to yourself that nothing will grab you from under the stalls. You'll remind yourself that Samantha was gone now. Then you'll walk out feeling proud of yourself. Most nine-year-olds feel proud when they win freeze tag or when they score a goal during their soccer game. But this was enough for you to wear the biggest smile on your face and walk back to the classroom with pride. For the first time in a long time, you'll feel safe and comfortable.